0: Founders Space, Mentors, and Masters. I'm Captain Hawk, CEO of Founders Space, the leading global startup accelerator. I'm also author of the award-winning books, Make Elephants Fly, Surviving a Startup, and The Five Horses. Today, we have a special guest, Darren Herman. He is the CEO of Gobato and the host of the podcast, Establishing Your Empire. Darren, welcome to the show.
1: Captain Hoff, thank you so much for having me. Uh, And I I loved and really enjoyed meeting you when you were on my podcast. So uh, thank you for having me on yours.
0: My pleasure. Now, today we're going to go deep on e-commerce darren is an e-commerce guru he's done this before very successfully for his own company for other people's companies this is what he does and darren i'd like you to tell us a little about your background like what have you done in the past can you give us an example of a company you helped grow their revenue exponentially through e-commerce
1: yeah so e-commerce has always been something that i've been interested in you know it's fun to make sales online and if with the internet you know, I I remember the pre-internet days, but with internet, you could basically, the sky was the limit. Uh, So I worked for a company that was uh, refurbishing computers and doing it mostly at a wholesale basis. And they had um, an online presence, but not much. They were doing about 15K a month in online sales. So nothing terrible per month. And I grew it to over a million dollars a month in sales. And in order to grow it, all the way to a million dollars a month, you have to break a lot of things along the way, you have to learn a lot of different things. So um, it was a really fun process, but it was also very difficult.
0: That's great. Now, should you copy your competitor's ads? Like they've you know, they tested supposedly these ads, if they're running them a lot, should you do a variation on them?
1: Absolutely, and in fact, Facebook, I don't know, know the URL, but basically Facebook even has a way that you can type in a brand name and you can see their ads that they're running. But the thing is, is, by the time you change out the, the copy, you change out the graphic, you change out your logo, the person, it's going to be different. It's, it might even look, not even look at all like what they have at the end of the day. So I, you know, copying, I do it all the time.
0: Yeah, if it works, copy. Another question. There's a lot of talk about inbound marketing, right? Creating content out there to get that free traffic, you know, whether it's creating content on your website for SEO to find and optimize that, whether it's going out to social networks, uh is this worth your time it takes a lot of time for to produce this content a lot of money and time should you be investing in that or should you just be focused on the paid advertising
1: the inbound is that's a slow snowball effect so if you have the patience i would recommend and you everybody has a limited budget i would recommend going in that direction because you're going to be creating content because even if you get that person to your website if you create a lot of content and you build your story that's what i would recommend but I, I usually say it's a hybrid because at the end of the day, we need sales now. <laughs> we need some feedback. We need customers to see it, touch it, fill our product or service. Um, so to, it's best to do a hybrid. But if let's say, um, I would say 65% of your budget should go into the inbound SEO and maybe you know 35%-ish to the, the uh, paid.
0: Okay, so inbound is a big part of your budget. It's actually the majority. Now, I have a question. When you create inbound content, what type of content do you create? Like there, I'm sure some content categories are much more effective than others.
1: Yeah. So that's always tough because it, it depends on the specific service. But let's say, let's say um, if you're willing to be patient, I love to build a story a long, I like to do video ads. And I, I even go to the longer videos, three, four minutes, which a lot of people aren't doing, because you can retarget that person. Let's say they watch 75%. You can sit there and say okay i'm going to take everybody who watched 75 of this long video i know they know who i am now and then i'm gonna i'm gonna keep pushing that to them now the problem with that is is it costs you some money typically to make these videos unless you're creative on your own uh which if you're able to do a lot of a lot of these things you're able to do with your phone so to me i love people that are able to create a lot of this creative on their own and keep going um but that that's what i'm all about video right now um, so I, I, mean, we do, I, I try to talk all my clients into doing video.
0: Yeah, video is extremely powerful. It's a great way to engage people, really let them know who you are. And I like the fact that you're doing longer videos so you can measure how engaged they are so you find out if they're worth your ad dollars. Like should, should you be retargeting them with, with your ad dollars um, if they just watched a minute and, and tuned out or 30 seconds or less, and, they're probably not gonna buy your product anyway.
1: And one little quick piece on that too, especially if it's a higher ticket item. Um, If it's a lower ticket, maybe not the long format, but if you're selling something that's a couple hundred dollars or a couple thousand dollars, absolutely, because they're going to need to know who you are and the long form video will be able to get you there.
0: Great. Now, uh, I suppose that the types of videos that work the best are probably ones that address questions that they will be asking. Like... You know, somebody who's looking to buy something, they usually have a problem. That's why they're buying or a need that they some reason they need it. Uh, so they're out there Googling these things. And how do you find out like the best way to those best questions that you can answer in your content?
1: Well, remember how I said earlier, you kind of have to do some paid ads because you got to get people that actually have your product or service. So try to listen to your customer. I'm a big fan, even if you're running a pretty big company, for every once in a while to jump on the live chat yourself, jump on the phone call to hear your customers, have them tell you what they need. And that's going to be your best way. You're going to have to make some assumptions. And let's say you're just starting out. Just make those assumptions and see what works and and make a full list of, hey, this is five problems I think this product or service does. And you'll see which one does the best. Um, And that just goes back to the test, test, and test.
0: Yes. And then you could also potentially like if you have tech support and they're asking you questions, that could be a source for content for your, you know, inbound marketing because they're asking these questions.
1: And another piece with that, too, um, which is uh, I always love when people do this is you literally when a problem comes up multiple times hey, record that call or whatever it is, write it down and put that on your website, please. Right. Just yeah, p- People sometimes have these massive stores and their, their FAQs, they have like four things there. Like, you know that there's more problems that people have over and over and over.
0: Right, and if you have videos for them to watch, it's a great way because like I find myself today and I'm sure everybody does, I have any question about any product or anything, I'm on YouTube. Like I'm not, yeah. like I go to you, it's so much easier to watch the video of them showing me how to solve it than any other way. So if you're creating this video content, like you said, to solve these problems that your customers may have. And they, one thing I think would be interesting and I'm sure you could speak to this, is that you're, you might wanna look for correlations between your product and other products. So if everybody who buys your product also buys some other product, you could answer questions about that other product and know that they're, they're the same type of buyer who's gonna buy yours.
1: Absolutely, and real quick to go back where you say, "Hey, I go on YouTube to to answer all your questions." Don't forget about YouTube for your SEO. They Google is uh, owns YouTube, so they love to put that YouTube um, video pretty high up. As well as when you're SEO of answering questions, think about voice. How does somebody ask a question via voice? You're gonna. It's gonna be much easier to rank high on Google if you're if you have the. The um, FAQ on your website, that sounds like somebody's asking Alexa or to go home, right? And because a lot of people aren't doing that. So you can rank much higher, much quicker, much easier if you have those questions like you would ask it verbally on your website.
0: Oh, that's great advice. Because yeah, Google's searching for that stuff. And people are now talking to their phones, they're talking to their Alexa devices, their Google Home devices, and asking these questions all the time. What's going to come back? Your answer if you if you match it perfectly. Great. And is there a, any sort of resource online that can tell you like the types of questions they ask on a on Alexa and Google Home?
1: There probably is. I don't really know that, but what I have what I have found is like if you just pay attention, you look around, like for for instance my mom will ask uh, her phone verbally with as opposed to typing in google all the time and i'm like starting to see this i'm like this is interesting you would think that that would be like a maybe a, a you know a younger person would start doing that but you know the older crowd are definitely do this and they're going to ask a question a little bit different differently and i think you just got to go out there and talk to people and see what they is they do and by the way this is not going to be like something that has to be set in stone. You could keep changing it, you know? So until you get the perfect um, question out there.
0: Another question for you. So we all know Facebook works, uh, Google works for advertising. Are there any other platforms out there that people might be below the radar that are really
1: effective? So I think everything can be effective if you do it in the right way. Like You're going to do a different TikTok ad, then you're going to do a a Facebook ad, then you're going to do a TV ad. What I would say is whatever you're the most comfortable doing is where I would start. And then I would test everywhere. Um, And then what, and I brought this up briefly before I actually don't look at the, the platforms as, as harsh as I do looking at the different, like, you know, starting to sell international, that, that seems to be a, a big help. One place that I I'm doing a way more than we ever used to is LinkedIn. It's just expensive, but you know, that that has the best people on it.
0: Right. And especially if you're going business to business, I think you can find a lot of the people you might not find on on Instagram or other places who are on LinkedIn. And I,
1: I, and I think they just pay more attention. They're going to spend a little more time. They're going to care about an ad that's not quite as fast. Um, but you know what? I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, that's, that's the whole test thing, right?
0: Yeah. The data tells you whether you're right I'm, or you're wrong. You, you have to have great analytics. So uh, the ad platforms provide analytics, but when it comes to your website, are there certain analytics providers that you find really insightful and valuable?
1: Absolutely. So uh, I'll go two different directions with this Dashthis.com. I love their dashboards. It's like $39 for like three of them. I don't get paid for them, but I, I just love theirs. Um, and you know, you, you can keep going up the more dashboards you need to make. But that will aggregate not just your back end of your website, but they'll also go to Facebook. They'll do all the different uh, social networks. They'll do your MailChimp or whatever email platform you have, Google AdWords, all down the line. Um, the big thing is I love to have KPIs like, okay, you got to say, what's my revenue? That's that's number one. No matter how much we care about all the other stuff we track, what's my revenue? Conversion rate's huge. If you have to track your conversion rate, not just in overall, but also in you know what's my organic one, what's my conversion rate for Facebook, what's my conversion rate for my uh, you know organic traffic, all down the line. That's huge because it, let's say you grow your traffic by spending money, you still got to make sure you're you're converting them into sales, and where is it falling off, right? When you get to a larger numbers, you start looking at almost every single page and see where they fall out. At, at first, you just want to make sure your conversion rate is looking good. Three percent is fantastic, but that that's I, I've had clients with a 0.9% and they do extremely well. So it's all it's you versus you on that that end of it. Um, and then your average order value, you know, and, and a lot of different things. But really, if you're looking at your your conversion rate and your revenue, those are the top two.
0: There are a lot of social platforms out there right now that uh, allow you to engage customers. Um, What do you find are the most effective ones? You know, is it like if you're going to pick one or two, should you be like putting all your effort into TikTok and Instagram? Should you be putting it into Facebook? You mentioned LinkedIn. And there's some new ones like Discord, which is really taking off. Should you be on a new platform like that?
1: Well, yes, if you're comfortable and you're able to do it yourself, you don't have to hire somebody out. Even if you're going to hire somebody, I would say try to figure it out yourself a little bit too beforehand. Just the Facebook platform is the best still. It is getting much more. It's always more expensive every day than it was the day beforehand. They have the best messaging system. Instagram is fantastic and, and their ad networks' the best. So if you only had to pick one, I would still be on on the Facebook train. It just it just so much leaps and bounds above that the rest on on being able to do the ad network. But whenever the, a new one comes out, it's always so much more inexpensive and you usually get a, such um, a higher organic reach. And organic means I'm not paying for that reach, right? So if you're comfortable, I would always anything comes out, play with it, spend some time. Yep.
0: If you have the time, then do it. Now, another question, Uh, we, there are different platforms, like you were talking about Etsy, there's Shopify, uh, there's Amazon, you know, it's hard to be on all of these because it's just hard to manage, you know, your e-commerce on all. So like, if you had to pick a, a, a few, which ones would you choose?
1: Well, so Shopify is your best backend for your online store, your own store, right now. Um, Big Commerce would be your number two, but Shopify's just the best. It's they everything they're doing is, is amazing, and I, you know, I, I come from the days where we didn't have that. So, um, so Shopify and your own store, if you could only do one, that's what you got to do is your own store. Now, the reason why you use these third party channels, these, uh, is, is is you're basically paying them commission for them to bring you shoppers. So if you don't have shoppers and you, 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 you're struggling to get there, then maybe you go on the different networks. If, if you're making stuff like that's homemade, then it's like Etsy. And if you're shopping on Etsy, then it's Etsy, right? But if you're shopping on eBay all the time, then you probably should sell on eBay. You're gonna know that channel. Uh, Amazon is fantastic, but they have a 1.5% returns rate. If you get over that, you're shut off. And that's just not returns. That's also uh, unhappy customers you have to be really, really careful. As soon as you start doing large numbers and you're only on Amazon, they can, they'll shut you off very, very quickly. And then there goes your business. So you have to be careful.
0: That's brutal. You could put so much work into it and then just have it be shut off because you go over that 1.5%.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was doing $300,000 a month on Amazon and shut off, right? That's not fun. Uh, Now there's ways to get turned back on. You can, and, and it's very difficult, but, um, they it's they are very strict, but that's also how they give such a great customer experience.
0: Right. Because people have to be vigilant to stay on that platform. You know, they have to make their customers happy. So that's what they're doing. They're doing it by the stick, not the carrot.
1: Now and, and sorry, real quick, one way to uh, make sure your returns rate stays low. And when I say again, returns rates, not just returns, it's also unhappy customers, is One of the pitches is that, hey, if you sell on Amazon, they have a customer service team. Those customer service team is going to be terrible. Do not let your customer talk to Amazon. Put something in there. Put your website in there. Do something, whatever, so they contact you uh, because you will save so many different things if they contact you instead of Amazon.
0: So I have a question. A lot of people seem to return a lot of products on Amazon because it's so easy to do so. How do you? One point five percent is really low. That doesn't seem possible to stay below that.
1: Yeah, and, and again, that that rate has a bunch of factors in it. It's not actually just if they're happy and they're returning it, you're actually okay. Um, it, it's it's if they return it for other reasons, or they leave you negative feedback, or or, or, or a number of different things. So you basically, uh, and then maybe they changed the word now, but um, I've always hated that that term that they use.
0: Okay, so that's it. So that's how they measure it. Now. If, you're, if you have your product and you are going out there and you want to sell like crazy, there are a lot of different other platforms out there to help you market and grow your business, like HubSpot. What are the best ones you've found?
1: So HubSpot's great. Uh, Hootsuite's great to schedule. And there's uh, Buffer and a million of these. To be honest with you, it's great also just to go directly to every different channel. Uh, you know, Have your own store go to Facebook and post on Facebook itself, the ad network, because what, what does happen for the ads? And then I'll, I'll answer it a different way in a second. For ads is a lot of times they'll make a change and it takes a second for some of these third-party systems to, to happen. Um, but, I, but, but they also are very helpful. So you have to kind of manage that. Um, and one area we didn't talk about is kind of your email platform, right? Your email marketing. I've always loved MailChimp, but the, you know they're all really the same. Uh, so as long as you just have it as part as your um, service suite of services, I would recommend it.
0: And when you do an email newsletter or promotions letter for, what's the best what, what type of content should you put in there? Should it be? and how often should you do it? Like should you be putting in just sales you're having? or should you be putting in helpful advice and other, you know content related into your newsletter? What's really effective?
1: So it all depends on the brand that you have. But w- one thing I will say that a lot of people don't realize is your welcome email, your very first email you send somebody is going to be the most open email that you have. And a lot of people don't spend a lot of time on that one. So keep that in mind. Uh, what I would say is why why should they care is the answer you should be, the questions you should be answering. And if if it's just a sale, that's fine. I get that. But you have to be careful because then that's all they're going to look at is your sale items. Um so if you're sending something just to send it, it's probably a bad idea. Make sure that there's a reason that they should receive that email. Nobody cares to get more emails anymore. Now, if you can, if you can make them care, whatever that might be, maybe you're selling some uh, athletic equipment. Well, there's some really cool stuff. Maybe there's a, a marathon in the area or something like that. If you could provide them in some kind of value, that's going to be the most important.
0: Okay. So really figuring out what uh, they're going to respond to, what they're going to click through on the type. I guess you're measuring everything. And then over time, you refine it, right? You know, if this type of information or content is getting click throughs in the email, then that's what I should be focusing
1: on. Absolutely. So your subject matter is for them. Their subject line is for the open. So mm-hmm. if your open rates are poor, your subject line is it needs to be improved. And then the content in there is how you get the clicks to actually to your site and such. But the and the, and really kind of the big thing is you know make the email for them, not for you. A lot of brands make that email for them, uh, but you got to make it for the customer.
0: Yes, and I think that's a really important thing we have to emphasize in all of the content creation, whether it's email or the videos. You aren't making it to sell to make it for you as an advertisement, you're making it to give them value. Like what value at the end of the day, when they are done reading your newsletter or they're done watching your video, are they going to walk away and go, wow, that was really worth my time? Absolutely. And not unsubscribe. How do you build virality into your e-commerce strategy? How can you get your customers referring you?
1: That's so hard. Um, you know, it's storytelling, right? So how do you tell a story in a powerful and impactful way? Um, and that's in the way that I, I do it for my clients. It's so hard, right? Oh, well, we want to go viral. Sure you do. <laughs> so do I. Um, it's, it's usually what I usually say. It's a, it is a process. Typically, write a script. Always start with a script. And the script might not be, there might not be anybody talking, but you still have kind of storyboard or script. So if you start there, then you're going to be a little bit more purposeful when you create that ad or that video or or that um, blog post or whatever it would be. So that's what I usually say is like, you know, if you sit down and think about what somebody might care about. And then the second piece is going in an itch. So if you just try to reach everybody, you're just not going to. Nobody's going to care. Speak to one person um, directly to that person. And if you can do that, and it actually seems like you're direct speaking to just one person turns out there's a many people like that, right. That it's going to be that person you're trying to reach. So that that's, that'd be my advice.
0: That's really good. So do you spend a lot of time building out customer profiles, really understanding like, who is that? I, that perfect customer that we want to talk to and and what's in their head. What do they want to know about? How do these, how do entrepreneurs do that?
1: Well, so let's say if you're an established business, you can kind of go the demographics of people are buying, but if you're not, then like, okay, you built this product or service for somebody kind of already, then maybe get a friend or, or, or whomever and start building out like everything. Like what does this person wake up early? Do they, you know, do they wear fancy clothes? What kind of car do they drive? You know, start really building out this person and make it very real because then you could actually feel like, you know, the person you're, you're making this creative for.
0: Uh, interesting. So you're imagining like a friend, you know, as who would be your customer. So it's really a taking time now, taking time to get to know your customers. Is there, are there some tricks that you have found to get your customers involved in actually participating in the e-commerce site? Like some of the best ones, the best sites out there, the customers aren't just passive consumers of content and buyers of merchandise, they are actually, they, are, they like go on the site, they go on your forums, they're talking, they're expressing themselves, they're contributing. How do you do that?
1: You have to be a mission or purpose-driven company. And I'm not talking about just saying, hey, we donate 5% to this company and that's all you do. If you have a, a true true mission or true purpose, then then you will find your tribe that will do that. If not, then it's tough. It's tough to get reviews on a site that, you know, just is another site. Uh, it's tough for people to engage. Um, so if you have that, then you really gotta pr- out promote it in a way that is tasteful.
0: So mission and purpose is tough for some products. So if you are buying lug nuts, you know, for your, you know, selling whatever <laughs> screwdrivers, it's, you know, hard to get people to, to attach a mission to that.
1: I don't know, I I think it's pretty cool. You got a lot of people that love old cars and love the actual physical touching up, you know, the lug nut, then, you know, the grease, and you would just have to really own that, you know, and be completely immersed in that world. Like if I sell that stuff, I have an old 69 Camaro, I would go all day about that car and this and that. So I wouldn't probably be the best person to sell that, but that's what I would do because that's not sexy. It's not super fun. It's not selling swimsuits or something, right? But I think that you could really scratch the itch for the person that's going to, and then they might want to buy it from you then, except, you know, not on Amazon, because maybe they, you know, they're tired of buying everything from Amazon. They want to buy it from a true renter, right?
0: Yeah. So that's a great, you know, example because people do get passionate about things. So when we're talking about mission, we're not just talking about saving the planet or, you know, helping hungry people in Africa or wherever, you know, there's a famine going on. We're talking about things that people are really passionate about.
1: Right. I mean, there's uh we're talking about just to say on the car thing, like there's this wiring system. That's like a thousand dollars where other wiring systems are 150 bucks. Right. But man, they have all these, they, they, they do these, um, Blog post with fifty photos on it about them restoring this car, and they they keep on doing all these different ones. I'm over there spending hours researching this. Now all of a sudden, I want to redo the wiring in my car, which I don't need to do with the thousand dollar system. You know, so that is
0: passionate about cars, and they tapped into your passion.
1: It was it's so interesting, right? And, And that's what I'm talking about. You know, they they truly love that old, working on old cars, right? And you can feel it almost. Another example, it would be Backblaze. They, they, they're a, um, they back up your computer, right? Or five bucks a month, whatever. It backs up your whole machine and all your hard drives and stuff. But they produce these these great reports of all their different hard drive failures and such. It's one that I I I read every single one out there. So you know they're super into hard drives. You know weird stuff to be into, but you can you can get it you can get into it. Blog
0: all about hard drives crashing. That is. Hilarious. Yeah,
1: absolutely. But every time I buy a hard drive, I look up their, their on their table and say, okay, you know, Western digital hard drives at six terabytes that is this model is not the one I didn't want to buy because it had like a 6% failure rate, right?
0: Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, providing that extra depth of content for people who really care, like, uh, I think, and that could inform your whole strategy. Right. Your whole website, how you design your site, how you position your products, because I know people like one of my friends runs an audio company, a high end audio company and audiophiles like they the price doesn't matter at a certain point. Like if they believe you are passionate about audio, you know, they can't It's hard on these high end speaker systems to tell the difference <laughs> between one and another. So it's all about like who they think is really into it like they are.
1: And then the like, and then you could sell really high end like speaker wire. That's like 24 karat gold and all, all this, but people get really into it. You know, is it, is there a difference in the sound? Probably not, but, um, But they want to have the best
0: and they want people, they, they tap into that. So,
1: Uh, and real quick on that too, not just the best, they want a story, give your customer a story to tell when, you know, when I have something on the wall, I got, I got photos behind me. You probably can't see them, but you know, I have a story, which each one of these, that's cool to me. When I, when I bought this desk, I have a story, how I got this desk, right? That's what the, also what they want. Ah,
0: really important. So your products should be a story and we've seen this. With entrepreneurs who have been successful out there, like Tom's. He did the, the, you know, he had a story to tell and built a successful e commerce site on the story. Darren, you have provided fantastic advice for all our entrepreneurs out there who want to get online and do e commerce. Now, can you tell our listeners how they can find you?
1: so on instagram as well as twitter i'm at darren which is d-a-r-a-n um you can always find me at linkedin darren herman but uh just what i always like to people to go to is my podcast because that's something i'm really proud of which is establishing your empire.com
0: i hope you enjoyed the show if you liked it hit the subscribe button and share it with your friends you can help us create more great content by subscribing and sharing also If you want to access our online startup program, our investor network, and our entrepreneur resources, just come to founderspace.com.